Hey guys, yeah, literally just got back. Yes, I can hear you. Amazing, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, just got just got home from uh, from the office, but all is also. Hey, <laughs> we got. You know what? I'm just gonna invite. I mean, um, in fact, you know what, Mitch? I can see you've raised your hands. Um, basically, uh, I'll explain the format. And then um, you'll understand why I've asked you to um, drop your drop your hands. Um, I haven't one... used Clubhouse in time. <laughs> I listen. I listen to you. I listen just because it works better in my schedule. I listen to the, the catch ups on Spotify, which are really really good. Um, but I'm sat here like a noob trying to ping people into the room. And... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, I didn't do Clubhouse last week. I think Rain took. The session last week with uh, Thierry Tech, which is um, which was a really really good session. Um, for those of you that have not heard it, I thoroughly recommend that um, you listen to it on the Spotify link, which we will post up after this session, um, only because um, IG only allows us to post one link at a time. So um, yeah, so once this session is done, we will post up the Thierry Tech session, which was last week. And um, you guys can um, take a listen. It's about 90 minutes long. And uh, it talks about his love with um, Air Forces, the creative company that he runs, Visionarism. I can never say that um, properly. And um, all of that good stuff in between. And um, likewise with this session this evening with um, Emily, uh, once um, Emil has um, converted this conversation into a podcast... Um, as we do, as per standard, we will post up um, this link. Uh, oh, there's, there's quite a few people in. Okay, do you know what? Let's um, get this session underway. Um, let's just do um, some housekeeping first. Um, so basically, um, we're still on our Just One Question series with um, the social media queen that is Emily Atkins from The Soul Supplier. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So we appreciate your time. Um, how this basically works, for those of you that are not familiar, um, I'll have a natter with Emily for about half hour, um, 25 minutes, depending on um, how things are flowing. And then after that, what we will do is around half eight, 25 to nine, or depending on how far we get, uh, I'll invite any of those that may have a question um, for Emily um, by um, into the into the um, stage the audience and basically how it works is the raise hand button at the bottom you just press that and either myself or Emil will invite you on um, to the stage in which you could um, ask your your one question um, so yeah that's basically how it is the other thing um, I want to say is that um we don't really deal with controversy here as such so with with that said um emily does reserve the right to refuse answer on any questions that she feels is not in keeping with the spirit of this session so i mean by all means you are welcome to ask her a question but um if she doesn't like it or she feels it's controversial or she doesn't want to reveal any of her secret source or trade secrets, she will politely refuse answer or she may div divulge as much as she can. But 
that's um, Emily's prerogative in regards to answering your questions. So, Mitch, I'm sorry. For now, I won't be um, inviting you up onto the stage, but hopefully we can get you on later. Um, I've babbled on long enough. So what I'm going to do, Emily, we're just going to start by just getting you to uh, explain who you are, what you do with the sole supplier, and uh, maybe a little bit of background in regards to um, what started your journey within the UK sneaker culture. Yeah, for sure. Firstly, thanks so much for having me and thanks everybody for tuning in. I was worried that like literally two people would turn up. So this is lovely and a nice way to, to spend my evening. Um, so officially, I am the digital marketing and acquisition manager at the sole supplier. Um, bit of a mouthful, but basically that includes all things paid social. So everything you guys see sort of like sponsored ads, uh, Facebook, Instagram stories, etc, where you see the little sponsored sign at the top, all the optimization of those campaigns and, and budget allocation and, and stuff like that. Um, all of our app um stuff so push notifications emails for like news product drops restocks um and then probably the part that you guys i assume will find most exciting is um liaising with retailers for sort of their like community engagement strategy um across our facebook community groups and and various other bits so i started my journey i guess pretty late compared to a lot of people i often join these clubhouses and panels and everyone's talking about oh back in the day this happened and you know the history and i'm there like god i literally i'm so like a baby in all, in all of this um but i'm definitely not sort of the newest um there, there was kind of waves so it's like you old school guys there's kind of like people who joined around my time and then there's this there's this new wave so i actually started my journey um sort of like black friday ish 2016 my boyfriend wanted a pair of yeezys so as the great girlfriend that I am, I woke up and I said, yeah, of course I'll help you and not expecting to get anything. Um, actually tried on a midnight drop and ended up with one of the red stripe Yeezys for myself. Um, sorry, George, didn't get yours to start with. And then logged, <laughs> By the way, the owner of the sole supplier is called George and my boyfriend is also called George. So I will differentiate because they are very different people. <laughs> anyway, we logged in in the morning. He got a pair of orange stripe ones, both happy, cute couple, matching Yeezys, happy days. University Emily was was happy at that point i got into sneakers so i immediately got the buzz from from copying um saw the retail price i was like oh my god everyone's into these i'm gonna wear them i'm gonna look cool in the street <laughs> like that was kind of <laughs> which is a big cop for 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 then and even the prices now are, are crazy because that was you know decent easy hype back then and they haven't restocked i don't believe so no um, they haven't um, so yeah, I voluntarily then started to look after the sole supplier Facebook groups, you know, learning from people and, and passing on everything that I'd picked up. You know, originally I was in Crep City just reading and, and trying to help people out. Um, so I was vol voluntarily doing that um, with George Sullivan and it blew up kind of from there. The, the Facebook groups just took off. Um, I built a lovely team of moderators who are still working on the groups today. Um, and then when it was time for me to graduate uni a couple of years later, Luckily, there was a full-time job for me in digital marketing at the sole supplier um, and then just progressed from there. So I have my own little team in the office, got a new office in Shoreditch. Um, so life is good right now. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, you mentioned um, George, um, well, basically meeting up with George Sullivan, um, yeah. who is obviously the co well, the owner of um, the sole supplier. Yeah. Um, how did that conversation actually go in regards to... Um, joining on his project and his vision for Soul Supply was it merely I like this 
can I do something to help? Or is it more of a, I mean, did you have an, a, a pre-established um, friendship before mm. then? How, how did that all work? So I um, was just a keen being, like I wanted to get involved. And George actually was, um, he was hiring for, I think, a, an in-house social media person at the time. And keeping in mind, Soul Supply was tiny back then. It was probably about three or four of them, just sort of like it was a, it, it was still, they had an office, um, but it, it wasn't just quite like a bedroom job at that point. Um, but I just, anyway, they were hiring for an in-house and I was still at university, so I couldn't do in-house. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to him and say, hey, like this is the situation. I can't work in-house. Here's, I did have a bit of a social media background. Um, my previous life, as I call it, was in the music industry. Uh, so I had a little bit of experience there. And I was like, hey, like, let me just help out. You know, make me a moderator. I can help out for free at this point. Um, I didn't, I know it sounds weird, but like I didn't really need to charge him for that work because I wanted to get my foot in the door. I was still relatively new in the sneaker scene. I didn't feel like it was right at that point um, to invoice for my time, essentially. You know, I, was, I still had a student loan. I was studying um so this was this was just fun so yeah I reached out and he said yep yeah, sure cool and I mean people aren't really going to turn down free work necessarily um so I was there you know and building the community really and just just engaging so yeah I reached out on my off my own back um I didn't know him from before at all and he luckily took a chance on me and and here we are today Nice, 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 nice. Um, you mentioned your previous life um, being um, an SM, a social media head in the music industry. How different is um, social media in the music industry to that within does the trainer culture or the sneaker culture here in the UK? Yeah, so um, you guys will laugh at this. I used to be, kind of still am, a, a little bit of a fangirl, so... I wanted to be in the music industry. I wanted to meet like all these celebrities. I was super young at this point. Um, so anyone <laughs> who would take me on board, you know, I was all for it. Um, and I think the main difference is, so I actually did want a career in the music industry within the marketing side of things. Um, and I'm glad I got it out of my system because although I had a great time and I loved it when I was young, unfortunately, money and money isn't everything, but it can be a little bit more insecure um, industry to be part of There's a lot of freelance work and unfortunately the experience I had was not everybody in the music industry was super nice and it was very fickle and some people may say the sneaker industry is like that but it's it's definitely not as bad so this is definitely nicer space to work in um, the work is a lot more reliable um, and obviously if I had stayed in it during COVID the outcome would have been very different because I definitely would have lost my job <laughs> there would have been no work for me to do um, so yeah, I'm glad I kind of got it out of my system and, and got the experience that I needed to then apply to this role. Um, but yeah, I guess that's how it's different. Sure, sure, sure. You mentioned fickle. In what way? <laughs> it was very much, you know, I'd be working with or doing some social media for like a um, an artist or something. They were going to get signed. You know, the promise was there. And then the music industry would go, oh, actually, no, we don't want to sign you now. And then that would be the end of my contract. It'd not sign me, but like sign the band, for example. So right. it there was a lot of false kind of promises and, you know, they'd love someone and then, you know, the music wouldn't be so good and then they drop off and then suddenly they're nobody's like, I, I guess in a way you can apply that to sneakers because it's like hype, hype, hype. And then they can just go into nothing after, after a long time. But I think it was just more the, I don't know, the disappointment, I guess, of I could see people being promised things and, you know, promised record contracts and I'd be pulled into meetings at a young age and then, the disappointment for me after was, oh, I thought this was going to go somewhere and actually 
it didn't. So I guess I don't know whether it's fickle, it's just unreliable. Like it was very difficult for me to 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 plan a future around that, I guess. Sure, 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 sure. And do you not think I mean I mean you talk about false promises within mm-hmm. industries in terms of um deals being made and then last minute yeah. um <laughs> so do you not think it's the same within um the the sneaker culture as particularly in the current climate that we're in yeah i mean in terms so in terms of people um loving stuff loving stuff and then going off it because suddenly it's popular i guess it's similar in that sense but i think one thing Obviously, everyone listening in here is a super diehard sneakerhead. Everyone in our Facebook groups are a super diehard sneakerhead. Now, I probably spend about 10% of my day working with the community in terms of I don't really spend that much time at the moment because it doesn't take very long. You know, the discussions are, are bubbling itself. But what everyone in here and within the Facebook groups need to realize is that there is a world of sneaker consumers and fashion consumers that is not the hardcore so for example take dunks for example everyone was uh, pipe 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 love 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 now nike have made them super popular everyone's like oh it's a brick i hate dunks they're bad quality but the people who couldn't get dunks the general consumer you know walking into jd or entering raff entering raffles on jd or shopping on jd for example sorry to use jd as an example <laughs> in my head as a general retailer they're loving it and I think that's in a in a sense a really good thing because you know the sneaker community and again the people in here have really like driven the hype and um built it to a point whereby the general public now want them because they've seen them on Instagram or you know they've seen them sell out fast or they just like the look and they can't get hold of them now for Nike to make them really really accessible um I know some people argue against that but if you want a dunk you can get a dunk now um I think it's great. So yes, fickle in a sense, but fickle where it's worked to the advantage of the general consumer. Sure. So do you, I, I guess, um, given what you do and how close you are to the UK community, mm. I guess you kind of, in a way, see firsthand that that struggle, that battle between what is, well, arguably a niche um hobby as such and, yeah. and that against what has now become mass market or pop culture to give it a, a, a sexier title so to speak I'm, I'm sorry Henry did you just say sexy not, not me. <laughs> I didn't say anything I was waiting for a question so sorry. What the point I was getting at is, do you actually see at first hand the, the the constant struggle between um, sneakerheads within sneaker culture and mass market? Um, so people who may not be aware or understand sneaker culture, but are interested in particular products or particular releases that um, that have piqued their interest. Do you see that constant struggle, or is it just more pandering to sneakerheads within um, within within the culture? Okay, yeah, I'm going to say something kind of controversial. And I'm sorry if this upsets people, but the our our community groups, again, you guys in here, we are, like I said before, the diehard, we are the diehard sneakerheads. The diehard sneakerheads, on, to an extent, not what is not what makes these brands money. For example, the Soul Supplier will, you know, make decent revenue from these high heat releases, obviously you get great traffic and things like that. But they're in stock for five minutes. Like we're not, we're not just making, you know, we're we're selling GRs and and things like that. So I I think our slot, and maybe I'm guilty of it as well, is we need to 
collectively not gatekeep. We need to realise that sneaker culture, every culture changes. Sneaker culture is going to change. It's going to evolve and kind of like make your own groups within that. So, for example, sneaker culture, obviously, everyone's wearing sneakers now. We can wear them to work because of of things which have changed. Everyone's casual, I guess. Um, But I've made my own group. I've got my own group that are tight and that to me is kind of like my sneaker culture in a sense like we've kind of made our own our own thing and I encourage other people to do that just meet up or or link up with people chat with people on Instagram who are are similar to you um and make your own group don't be kind of like affected by what else is going on on the outside like back in the day I would have you know my friendship group and there'd be other groups going on and you know everyone would be arguing which I don't think is is the point of the overall sneaker culture um so yeah, I guess I think we need to get less upset. We need to realise that sneaker culture is changing. But I think one thing to realise is that there are people doing good. Like for example, um, sneaker sisterhood. Shout out Julia and Co. I'm not sure if she's in here, um, but people like that and various other groups in the community are the important focal points of sneaker culture right now. And I think we need to act as role models um, to people being like, "Oh, these guys are only into dunks because of X, Y, Z," and um i think although people are saying the sneaker culture is ruined right now i think there are still some super positive aspects around and and they should be celebrated for example they're like resellers on we call them scooter gang scooter gang down up the street um ruining the drop scooter gang are doing this um that's not sneaker culture necessarily like that's just people wanting to resell like they're not really that interested in sneaker culture you need to kind of celebrate the successes within and and, and get less bogged up by what's going on in the, in the general public world of sneakers i guess mm, that mm. Makes sense. yeah no no totally it totally makes sense um you've you've, you've your, your response has opened up so many um, different <laughs> avenues that i that kind of want to explore for the next um, couple of moments um what way can I take this? <laughs> I don't mind. If, if it's, um, I was going to say, if it's slightly controversial, we can give it a go. Okay, cool. Um, you mentioned um, My- making money and um, and generating traffic from the high heat releases. Yeah. Um, if I'm allowed, and yeah. if if you can, how does Soul Supplier make its money? I like that question. And I think, to be honest with you, it is something which... Like, obviously, we're not going to shout about it because not everyone is interested. Like I say, the people on our general Facebook page probably do not care how we operate as a business. And that is fine. Um, But you guys, again, in our community groups, the the super hardcore are going to be interested in stuff like that. And people, I think, have the misconception that, like, for example, if Offspring have, like, done a drop and I post a link, we're just getting paid based on the clicks, which is not true. We don't want to send a load of traffic. It's counterproductive to our, to our operation, really. We don't want to just send a load of traffic and, and let people be disappointed. That's that's not what we do. But in terms of revenue, it's, uh, so it's we would call it more of a content marketing business than an affiliate marketing business. Uh, so, for example, we will get paid um, a commission if somebody makes a purchase on an affiliate link for example but not everything will be an affiliate link and we will also cover stuff which doesn't make us revenue and we'll also partner with brands on uh, pay partnerships which only if we think that the audience would like it say for example x brand comes to us they're like this is the latest sneaker we'll pay you guys x amount but we don't think our audience will sort of resonate with that we just won't take the we won't take the fee it's not it's not kind of where we're at right now we luckily we're very fortunate that george has built the business so successfully that we can 
be more picky and choosy. So I guess it is definitely grown out of its affiliate marketing stage, which is the commission stuff and definitely more into a content marketing business with the brand partnerships and, you know, video partnerships and, and like that. So that's how it that's how it works in a nutshell. Obviously, there's more to it, <laughs> but that's the basics. Sure. So just to read, just so that I'm, I'm clearing your explanation. Yeah. Um, the difference between um, affiliate marketing and content marketing is yeah. affiliates, if you provide a link, people click on the link. If they make a purchase based on that link, then you get a cut from that purchase, whatever the percentage is. Yeah. Whereas content, brands will come to you, they will yeah. say, we have X product, can you help promote this product? And yeah. you will jazz it up in your marketing, in the sole supplier marketing <laughs> way. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I think it's very important for people to kind of realize that we're not just shoving loads and loads of links out there to get loads and loads of clicks just to make revenue. Like it's, it, we, we are now able to cu- curate it. Um, and I think, say, say for example, like my voucher codes or something like a voucher codes website, they'll be an affiliate marketing business. Right. They, they can't go and make, you know, what's on foot. How does this style go, you know, how to style this because they're a voucher codes website whereas we kind of have the whole package in a sense where we can tell people where to buy stuff um you know the raffle guides and and things like that but we can also you know do the style guides and so it's kind of like an all-in-one um situation which luckily benefits our our audience pretty well brilliant awesome 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 so um and just to just before we move on yeah uh, is there a way of distinguishing, and this, I, this is a personal question actually, is there, is there a way of distinguishing the different types of links or because a lot of your, um, the links that I see where you post up on say your Twitter, Facebook and so on and so forth, they all look the same. Is there any distinguishable, mm. distinguishable um, features in the links or they all just look pretty much the same with so- yeah on face value they will look the same but it's it's kind of like they'll all have tracking on them but that is just so we can see like oh this has come from it's all it's all very um heavy in terms of like data as well but it's it's a case of this has come from twitter this has come from facebook and you know like if you click on a link they all look like soulsupplier.co some will link to our website which obviously is not an affiliate link if it's to a retailer it could be an affiliate link um but like some places like our raffle guides for example then we're not making any money from those um and things like that so yeah from face value you know you can't but i think if you kind of know affiliate marketing you would kind of know if you know you know kind of thing sure 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 <laughs> it's, sorry it's hard to be it's hard to deep dive and be um i don't want to not be transparent but it's hard to deep dive without getting into the technicalities of it which i think would bore everyone right <laughs> Henry, Henry, yes, I, I, know, I know you're working data right now. Is your inner geek screaming right Woo! now? Mate, do you know what, Emil? You should see the notes I'm scribbling as I'm having the conversation <laughs> with Emily. I'm like... Ah. I, are you seeing Matrix code right now? <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm seeing all sorts. Literally, green codes, yellow codes. <laughs> like my, The whole room I'm in at the moment is just matrixed out. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, so... Yeah. We love, we love data at the sole supply. And I think the, I just, just kind of dive in. It's on face value, everyone just sees a link. But like we can see, oh, people are loving this right now. Let's give this a bit of love on Facebook. Let's order it in. Let's shoot. Um, let's make some content. Like it's super exciting of, you know, sometimes we'll see stuff in the Nike sale that we're like, what on earth the hell is this? And the mums are loving it on Facebook, for example. Uh, won't necessarily do like a what's on foot of like the favourite mum trainer. But yeah, it's just exciting like what you can see and when you really deep dive into the data. 
Wow, you mentioned mums. Who actually <laughs> who actually does visit your um your your Facebook pages and your Instagram? I mean, are, are, do you have different audiences for the different platforms, or are they all the same? You know it. Um, so I, I don't know the age uh, range off the top of my head. Um, but it's sort of like you know. The, the average age of a sneakerhead you you would kind of although that's very broad nowadays um but the interesting point on this is yes we will have different content and we'll talk about different things based on different channels social channels for everyone listening um so for example the facebook group you guys you know you'll love the, the weird looking like yeezys and that people will love them like i'm like oh chunky love this put it on the normal facebook page which is open to the to the public and you'll get all the mums like tagging their friends like what on earth is this kanye has lost the plot which to be fair we're getting we're getting that now on facebook yeah for example like we'll notice um like a certain i don't know like a, an air max like a tn or something a triple black will do super well on facebook not so well on twitter you know like it's we can we can see that yeah we can see um nice. Yeah. And also just wanted to shout out also we've got the Soul Women side of things. So I'm mainly obviously our biggest one is the Soul Supplier, but our sister brand, the Soul Women's, they're doing absolute bits right now. Um so obviously that's the female demographic. Nice, nice, nice. Sign and plug there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um you mentioned um a while back, I just want to take it back a little bit. You mentioned a while back in regards to um you fostering a community and obviously yeah. um this is pretty prevalent on um, the Facebook pages that you manage. Um, I just wanted to pick your brains and just find out, in your opinion, why why is fostering a sneaker community important? And who do you think it's important for? Um, brands, mm. the, the guys that actually visit the page, um, sell supplier? So, um, yeah, I just want to know your thoughts on that. So the most, I know is like cheesy as this sounds, but <laughs> the most important people obviously of the community are the community and it, they are they are the utmost important. Um, so if they're angry at something, nowadays we've got brands in there picking things up. So that's really, really good. So it is very important to brands. Obviously Offspring have really, really encompassed that and absolutely smashed it with their community side of things, whether you agree or disagree. They have, in my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the forefront of it all is the community members. So, for example, if a brand does something and it's completely off-brand, everyone hates it or they've messed up, oh, people will be, will be kicking. And so, yeah, the, the members are the most important. Keeping the brands happy is important, but I'm going to let people speak about certain things. Back in the day, I used to be a bit more cautious about it when, like, we weren't officially sort of like talking to brands and letting brands post in the group and, and stuff like that. Nowadays, actually, the brands have come to us and been like, just let it through, let them talk. We can, because it's perfect market research for them. Mm. Uh, it's important for us, definitely, but we don't like revenue wise on the Facebook groups. It's definitely not a focal point. I'd rather have a big discussion on a Facebook group and a different channel be making revenue sure 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 so you mentioned um fallouts in regards yeah. to releases and stuff how yeah. does salt how do you you and the salt supplier deal with that where um you're you're basically the oracle in terms of providing information for sneaker releases people yeah. have gone to arguably every word that you guys put out there in regards to release mm. yet on release day they're not able to cop <laughs> And naturally, they would vent their frustrations at you. So, yeah. so what what are the mechanics that you guys have put in place in terms of dealing with that? 
Yeah, I think it's tough. There's two kind of disappointing points um, that a community member would feel or even like an Instagram follower is going to feel. Um, firstly, it's the, the point you mentioned, which is not being able to get hold of a release. Um, we'll just always put out like, you know, turn a notification on for this product on our app. We'll be sending out the notification if it restocks. Actually, that's all kind of automated. So we'll send out a, a notification, even if it's one size. Um, and then I know this isn't kind of, like favored but we will send them to sort of resale platforms but our website basically has like aggregation based on price so they'll be able to go on there although for example we work with StockX, laced uh, collect for example they'll be able to see which one is the cheapest if they do want to spend that money at least it's transparent which one is is going to come out cheapest so we can kind of point people that way and be like did you take an l here's the best place to get them right now if you're going to pay resale or we'll do did you take an l here's an alternative or here's what's coming up you know just try and build spirits really the sure. second type of disappointment is the delays right now. And we've known a kind of like, we've heard whispers. I'm sure you guys have heard whispers um, for quite, well, past couple months at least. Um, and that's the second type of disappointment. We're going, it's launching, it's launching two days before launch. Uh, it's not launching, sorry. And it's like, you guys got it wrong. You're lying. And it's like, no, like I'm not purposely here to like deceive. I'm like, Nike, change the date. <laughs> 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 We kind of like I can see I actually got the the forecast like the uh, release calendar for October today. Like I can see what's coming up. It's very exciting. You know, it's heavy on certain silhouettes. I'm sure you can guess. And obviously the Halloween releases. But I'm not going to talk about them and I'm not going to shout about them because I know two weeks down the line, the final two weeks of October are going to look very different to what I have written on a piece of paper now. Mm. Um, so I think I was speaking to someone I can't remember one of you guys um, about the Amamandiers and. We were like, we have a date, but, you know, it's probably going to change. And then it did change and we had a date. And I actually once said the date of the that, that Jordan 3. Um, and people were like, oh, you're lying. I was like, again, it's just changed. Like, I'm not, I'm not just making dates up. And that's what I think we need to move away from is, you know, those, like, Instagram accounts where um, they're like, oh, X thousand pairs dropped. Like, last night, 5,000 pairs of the Off-White Air Force One dropped. Like, these numbers are just plucked out of thin air and like for example and this is a perfect example i'll bring up sneakers day because i know it's elephant in the room <laughs> um, <laughs> what was going on that day and yet we knew that all of these instagram accounts were lying they were saying join our cook group there's so many drops and i was like jolly well know what is happening and people obviously i couldn't be like i know what's happening don't waste 30 pounds on that cook group um but yeah i guess it's just it's those things so not not falling into the hype will it will squash both of those roots of disappointment it will it will squash the disappointment of the l and it will squash the disappointment of the release date being moved or something changing etc so don't fall for the hype don't get too excited if you win you win you heard it from emily uh, <laughs> don't fall for the hype try not but, to um, you, you, yeah, sorry go on no i was just gonna say try not to get too upset over an l nike will always be well nike or whoever you, your favorite brand is will always be putting out another version of the shoe at some point i'm sure of course we, we all like a, a rinse and repeat don't we yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you mentioned um cook groups and um yeah. i in and even beyond um sneaker culture i feel like we're in a, an age where data and information is gold and i just want to know how you guys compete or manage against mm. these cook um these cook groups in terms of the stem of information the, the mm -hmm. relationship you have with brands and mm. and sometimes 
Uh, yeah, how, how how do you manage? How do you manage all of that? Um, you should see the mess that are the internal like slackers are like, this is restock, this is or I'm shouting across the office, guys, desk, restock, get away from the coffee machine. This has happened. Um, so obviously we have the advantage of like being physically together now. COVID's finished. I can literally shout across the room when there's a restock and everyone's at their station ready to to push that out and tell everyone and update the website, etc. Um, cook groups will nine times out of ten of them monitoring the website will be quicker however what cook groups don't have even though they claim they have is sort of they, they claim they've got plugs uh, sorry if anyone owns a cook group here T to an extent you might have someone who works at a retail store and they're giving you the release calendar but you know the brands are sort of updated they're like this is happening this is under embargo you can it helps us prepare so for example um we can work with a brand and they'll say this is launching at 9 a.m do not say anything until 9 a.m but everything is written and ready to go um so yeah there will always be competition there for sure but i think that is in a sense why we don't just want to be posting links like we want to be more than posting links we want to share the news we want to share style guides we want to share size guides raffle guides and things like that we want to kind of be like a semi-official uh, i guess presence where sometimes discord groups and cook groups can be a little bit dodgy i find um some of them are really really well run um but obviously they're just they're kind of not sustainable in a way because they've they've always got to grow if more people are in the cook group more people are trying for the monitors and, and things like that so you kind of got to work outside of that however another thing is is that we like i mentioned before high heat is important but general release products are, and, you know, again, making video content and, and showing people what GRs there are out there. We should really bring back, I don't know if you guys remember, GR of the Week, um, which was... Yes, gosh, a while thought, back. <laughs> what um, actually happened to those? I think, so basically, George, um, George kind of, he didn't take a step back. He's very much in the business, but where the business has grown, he's got more faces and you know, he took a step back from the, in front of the camera stuff to work on the actual business, I guess, important stuff. Um, sure, sure, he sure. kind of just came in and maybe one day it'll be back, who knows, but like we're concentrating on our vlog at the moment, which is more like long form content. Um, who knows, maybe GR of the Week will be back one day. I hope so, because I quite liked it. <laughs> oh, me too, me too. I was, I, was, I was like, where did that go? Yeah, okay, maybe it's not a thing anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I've kind of forgotten the question, but um, that I think I've answered it. <laughs> no, yeah, you definitely have. And um, for a laggard like Rain, what is a cook group? Okay, so cook group. I think this is this is another thing. Is people um, people are often like, oh, Emily, like you're not supposed. Oh, he's, does he? Do you want to talk? He's flashing his mic. No, he's flashing because he agrees with. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's exactly that. I I agree one hundred percent. I have no I have no idea what. A cook group is. I've heard people talk about it, and I'm just when it's in conversation, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> subjects and talk about no, Arsenal or something. No, no, it's all good. So obviously, um, I just want to say like a lot of people are like, oh, she shouldn't be in cook group. She's reselling because she's in a cook group. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm in a couple of them because my friends run them, and I just sit there in the chat, like just chatting away about shoes. Um, but what they basically have is a lot of monitors, um, and they're running only mainly on certain keywords to so say a jordan restocks at foot asylum or a dunk restocks at foot asylum they're running and seeing detecting every sort of millisecond when that dunk pops up on foot asylum it pings people's phones they can basically buy them and well hey they cooked thus the reason for cook group uh, there's more to it there's you know they're kind of building their own communities it's great don't get me wrong and i would never diss anyone from them i think what they've built is insane and some of them business-wise are, are are really cool and they run they run really well but 
it is younger people and i and i'm 24 and i sit in there thinking i'm like a granny like no joke um they're 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 like doing their gcse's and i'm like "Mm, maybe i shouldn't be in here (laughs) but yeah it's it's definitely like the new age of of sneaker people um they're definitely not all there to resell like i'm in the pirates one for example and i find that really good um but it's just a, it's just a nice community and they're slightly older which is which is good so yeah they're not all about reselling their their collectors as well but it's definitely for the younger even younger thing age group and the pirates cook group is that pirates in the virgil abloh pirates no. or is that just a name of the cook group you know pirates you you know the ones who like oh pirates yeah. sorry um so they have their own cook group and yeah, that's one of the better ones for sure. Um, just really mature. Peachy Pings is, is is decent as well. But again, I'm I'm in there kind of just for the chat. Like, you know, it's good to see stuff, and it's very interesting for me to see. Like, oh, my plug says this is dropping, and I'm like, it's not. Like, it's like jolly well knowing that it's not happening. Um, but I just sit there in silence and you know help help them out, help them out where I can. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a younger younger vibe in there. Pardon my ignorance. So these cook oh. groups are they what are they on WhatsApp or something along those Sorry. lines? <laughs> they're on um, they're on Discord. So where WhatsApp, for example, it just wouldn't be quick enough at sort of pinging the the um, the monitors and stuff. So the monitors are running and they're feeding webhook through to Discord and it's pinging people's phones. That ability is not um, functionality is not like sort of possible in WhatsApp. So there is I'm sure there's WhatsApp groups probably mainly like london stores this is happening whatever but nah cook groups are, are most of the time through discord right okay cool 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 um but it's a it's a crazy world like if you're not in one right now and you're still okay getting product i wouldn't worry about it too much cool and um just before i open the floor up to the audience in regards <laughs> to the fact that you guys are at the font of all this information yeah has there ever been a temptation or an instance where you've stumbled upon a release or a restock and you thought mm, let me get a pair of shoes before i tell the rest of the world <laughs> i am i guess in a very fortunate position whereby my friends will help me out or sometimes you know, nike will, will will send stuff for content and we'll get to we'll get to keep those pairs um so like oh, we get a lot of product in early to like film and shoot and stuff um so by the time it drops online i know this sounds kind of like uh, ungrateful i'm not really that interested in it like i i would rather it's better for me and us to send it out and, and tell our members than for me to buy the pair unless i like really wanted it i actually can't think of an instance in recent years i mean there i mean i guess like if a if an air force my, my old self i'm trying to be better um my, if, an air, <laughs> if an air force enters a sale at nike like i'll just like quickly buy it and then put it out but there's going to be enough stock of, of something like that so i guess that's the only time like oh i've spotted a bargain i'm gonna buy it and then i'll just put it out once i bought it kind of thing um but very minor stuff really there's not there's not really much time because by the time i've bought it and then sent it out the abuse of being late is not worth it i'd rather just send it out. <laughs> i'm like people would just send like oh, you're so slow i'm like i'm sorry i'm trying to be quick um so yeah nah not really it's not really in my best interest to do that Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, I guess um, the devil in us. If if we were <laughs> such information, yeah, who would who wouldn't? <laughs> if, if it's something that you actually desire, you really want. I yeah, mean, who, who wouldn't do that? 
Yeah, I mean, that's and that's the thing. And I think, like, I'm not saying it's necessarily true for myself, but a lot of people, for example, or just take skate stores as an example, will be like, oh, they're backdooring to locals. Oh, they're backdooring to VIP, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you were local or VIP, would you not also be taking that? Like, it's people just kind of need to, I guess, put themselves in, in that position and think they're moaning about something that they would absolutely love and they would happily take without any... Um, any protest if they were if they were in that point um so yeah i guess people just need to stop moaning if it's if it's one thing you're guaranteed in within uk sneaker culture it's moaning and taking an l trust me yeah yeah yeah, exactly and i think it's that i don't i won't turn this into like a moaning session but like that and the entitlement like you are not yeah, you are not entitled to win a raffle like sometimes you're gonna win sometimes you're gonna lose if it means saving up for a couple months if you really want that pair save 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 three or four months you'll be able to buy it um and i think that's probably more rewarding sometimes than winning a raffle cool 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 emily we're, we're gonna take a break from our regular schedule and what we're gonna <laughs> do now is basically open up the floor um to our listeners who may have a question in regards to what's been discussed so far uh so for those of you that have been listening yeah. if you do have a question for emily uh you've got the raise hand button uh, mitch i don't know if you have a question but i'm going to invite you in now and um Courtney as well uh <laughs> but if anyone else has any questions by all means um, you can raise your hands, uh, myself, Emil, or Rain, or even Emily will invite you onto the stage and you get to ask your one burning question. Um, so, yeah, welcome aboard, Mitch. Um, it's good to see you, or if, yeah. Um, yeah, the floor's open to you, Mitch. Ask your question and take it away. Um, so, yeah, thank you for having me on. <clears throat> You've got me on like a rough moment, but yeah, um, so basically, hey, Mitch. I kind of wanted, hello, you all right? Um, I just wanted to ask, um, like, so what's like, obviously the sales buy has grown like massively. I've only joined the community since like 2018. Um, but I kind of want to just ask like a very basic generic question, like what has been like one of your favorite highlights or like your favorite like growth operations that you've ever launched? Um, and yeah, just talk about that really. That's crazy. That's a big I think for me, my highlight is uh, kind of a personal one, I guess. It's in terms of it's kind of hard to see because it, it's the, the business growth is is ridiculous like it matches the sneaker industry being ridiculous like if we're off work for like two days we don't know what's new at nike um or what's old or or whatever um but i think for me we were based in southeast london and we that was the first place i moved to in in, in london we were based in woolwich and that was an eye-opener for me because I'm from, from Colchester. I'm from near the countryside. Like, it was my first sort of experience of London and inner city, inner city life, I guess. Uh, so we were based there for a while. We loved it. We outgrew it, basically. And we've just moved to Shoreditch. And that, for me, the first day we moved in there was like, okay, wow. Like, we have, you know, we've done this. We've, <laughs> we've, we've killed it. We, we deserve this. Um and it was just amazing to see, you know, everyone together after COVID. Luckily, we, we you know, we had great growth during, during COVID because everyone was shopping online. Um, and this office now is just like a central hub for everything. You know, SNS is down the road. Um, shout out SNS, great store. And I think, yeah, it's just a case of moving more central London. We were like, okay, wow, well, you know, this is the, this is the next, this is the next step. So yeah, physically moving office for me was the, 
was the one thing that I um, would say as a highlight. And that's only happened recently within the last six months. Cool. And just to tag on to Mitch's question, sorry, Mitch, I don't know if you have a follow up, but I'm just tagging along. What actually prompted the move um, to Shoreditch? And uh, apologies if you did explain that. I kind of no. missed that moment. Um, so I don't know, like for you guys, if anyone's like from Woolwich or knows Woolwich, um, Woolwich is not quite the central hub for sneakers. There was not really much going on. In fact, you know the one place to like eat was like an M&S down the road and that was and like one pub <laughs> for us to grow and for us to sort of be in a more central location because people coming from west london to southeast or, or even further uh would struggle getting over there every morning every morning for nine o'clock um so part of it was just to improve the culture really you know more people would want to join the business if it's in shoreditch um just a little bit more central and and shooting within Shoreditch and being able to get to sort of um stores and events and and things like that um I guess it was just the next natural move really to just be more central nice 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 appreciate that uh Mitch does that answer your question yeah yeah that fully answers it and it's, it's quite a cool story like to know that like for myself I moved from Cornwall up to Plymouth and like things have kind of taken off for myself up here so nice. it's just quite it's quite nice to see like someone that's moved from like kind of a countryside area gone to london and like everything's kind of taken off for them there so yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite it's quite a cool little insight <laughs> cheers, so, yeah, cheers for sharing that really appreciate it awesome um next next on the stage we have um cream city queen jazz um jazz how are you hey i'm good thanks sorry guys i'm in the gym sorry for the noise all no, it's all good it's all good um yes i've been listening in and out hey emily um <laughs> And I have a few questions. I think one of my main questions is, like, for yourself also, personally, but also where do you see, like, the sole supplier and sneakers, like, within the next two, three, four years? Um, I feel like five years is quite far. Um, like, three, four years, what do you predict would happen? Um, what Obviously, you probably, you probably can't say much, but, like, are there any exciting things that we can look forward to that the sole supplier will do a bit, like, differently? Um, and... Yeah, I know Woolwich. I'm from nice. South London, and even I do not like going to Woolwich. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, it was and, a place, interesting place for sure. It's so weird. It's such a weird place, and yeah. like, even in terms of transport, it's horrible. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely understand why you guys enjoy Shoreditch. Um, so yeah, I think those are my two questions. Nice, amazing. Thanks. Um, just wanted to say also, wait, did, this is Jazz from Cream City, right? Yes. Okay, nice. Yeah, I listened to the, well, I listened on Catch Up on Spotify. Really, really enjoyed that. It was super interesting to see, um, see kind of what you were, what you're up to. Um, so yeah, Thank I you. Think, <laughs> that's all right. So yeah, I think, I know this is, this isn't going to be a cop-out answer, but it's weird because, for example, our next big kind of like event or, or series is Black Friday we don't even know because we kind of worked with the retailers we don't kind of know what's coming up in two months for example um because we're kind of like not dictated to by the retailers but we'll partner with the retailers they don't know what's going to happen yet for black well they probably do but they haven't shared with us what's happening for black friday yet um so we do kind of work in terms of like the stuff we put out we do work in quite short time scales i think in terms of business Again, a bit of a cop-out answer, but if you asked me before COVID where the business would be now, I would not say um, it would be where it is. It's just blown up, but sneakers have blown up. And I think one personal observation from me is, I think and I hope 
resale prices are going to come down and everything, even if you do have to pay resale, even if you do have to pay a little bit on top, is going to be more accessible for people. Um, for example, you can go on Laced right now and pick up a dunk for like £50 or £30 over retail, which, yes, is... A, a lot if you're you know still a lot for a pair of shoes but it's nowhere near what it was before so i guess um in short making resale more accessible people are going to be able to get hold of what they want for definitely better prices or at least more affordable prices where you like i say you can save up just that little bit from a paycheck every month and and go for it and i think um yeah in terms of the business i think we'll probably be doing a lot more brand sort of partnerships as people see us as like a content a content-led business um as well as our affiliate side so yeah, fingers crossed. Watch this space. With the reselling, um, so like obviously there's the big thing with like reselling and sneakers and like what the future of sneakers will look like, especially yeah. because like for example when I've purchased resale pairs for yeah. some of our members, I've noticed that I'm buying pairs from like OGs who are just tired of the game, so they're like, yeah, let me just kind of get rid of some bits. Um, <laughs> do you? What do you think could be a solution? A solution to resale. Yeah, because obviously it will always be there, but like, what do you think could be a solution to making it better? So is it like more stock or better control? It's a good, it's a very, I think, I mean, the simple answer is, is more supply. But like, it's going to, it's going to naturally bring prices down. Um, I think also that it's important to monitor the global situation as well, because um, I don't know if you guys have realised, but there were a lot of buyers from Hong Kong, China, a couple years ago in the Facebook groups they just aren't bulk buying anymore like they're not buying up all the pairs and i think that has massively improved i don't know if anyone else has kind of observed that mm. um, massively improved people's chances of getting hold of stuff because they're not holding on to it all um and the prices naturally are coming down i think also the volume of product not necessarily in terms of quantities but the volume of colorways coming out like if i missed out for example on the pearl dunk oh a few months later the next nature pink dunk which literally looks the same with a gray sole i can get that and the resale on that is like tiny um so yeah i think i guess just like brands experimenting with same silhouette different colorway people are happy to sort of take that alternative i think that's quite a good a good route people can still own a pair like i keep using dunks as an example um so yeah I, to be honest i think it's made massive progress um in terms of sneakers being more obtainable now even at retail or from retail platforms you can pick stuff up under retail now people just want to get rid of it um so yeah it's, it's getting there i think it will continue to but keep an eye on the global situation i'd say thank you <laughs> that's okay cheers jazz thank you. oh you're very welcome jazz um, <laughs> no worries um yes who do we have james, james yeah. um yeah, local Jimbo, my man. How are you? Hope you're good. That's um, good. The floor's open for you to ask your one burning question. Yes, good evening, Emily. Um, hey. Long time follower, first time speaker. Oh, nice. um, now, now <clears throat> obviously, I'm trying to, because <laughs> Pedro said, obviously, no controversy, isn't it? Yeah. We can do this, it. This question's <laughs> been burning me for a time. You probably see me in the comments as well yeah. and all that. Like, so. Going back on a few points that you said, because obviously I want to soften it up so it's not controversial, isn't it? Yeah? So like, You're you said things... Pick me apart now. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't directed at you. It's directed no, at no, the no, sole just... supplier as a whole, yeah. do you get what I'm saying? So like, I was picking up on things, like you said, you know, growing a community organically and stuff like that and um, having a certain responsibility to teaching newbies and stuff like that. And um, then I picked up on the point where you said, like, a majority... There's a big percentage of your followers that are not 
diehard sneaker heads, yeah? Yeah. And stuff like that. So my 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 thing is is that where did the decision come from to start using uh rep gods images? Love that. That's that's a good question. And it's definitely one I'll answer. So to be honest with you, I don't use uh, I don't I'm not behind the Instagram. So another another team completely does that. Now I've spoken to um a good friend Kaf um about this a couple of times and he'll often also repost rep gods images now i again this is personal opinion i personally think that it is good for people to see potentially how a sneaker will look wet the appetite you know people will talk about it and it to be honest it helps me plan what i will want to pick up in the future now unfortunately i don't <coughs> name is rep god but i don't i haven't done the deep the, the deep diving he maybe he sells reps i don't know again i'm not sort of behind the instagram as such but say even hype beast and, and high snob they're reposting the images as an early look and i've always said to the instagram team i was like guys say this is an early look like it might not look like this etc cetera, etc cetera. so i guess for me i see it as i just with that people just want to you know see what potentially could be coming out and be able to make that informed decision if they don't come out or you know they come up two years down the line i don't know i guess i guess it's just a case of like i say wetting people's appetite people will will talk about it and being able to i guess get people to plan um ahead i don't know if that's really answered your question but <laughs> it kind it kind it kind of does because obviously like obviously that's your reasoning behind it which yeah. obviously makes sense isn't it you know it's, it is an early look in it do you get what i'm saying yeah. my yeah. my only thing is that obviously i have seen him from his birth in it yeah before he changed his bio before it had like a whatsapp number where you could buy reps yeah. and i remember one time i was talking to someone on the facebook and they replied to me and he said that um someone had spoke to rep god and he said that basically he he buys he gets early pairs so he yeah. can make um good replicas off of them do you get yeah. what i'm saying so yeah. um my whole thing was just a bit like you know or like you know if he's if he's seedy surely yeah. we should be staring away from his images and you know i don't ever want your the, the followers or the community ever to be misled or do you get what i'm saying yeah for sure i think where i mean i it's, it's kind of hard to answer because i like 100% completely see where you're coming from but i would also not argue back but i would i would counter that of this is showing an early look he has in his taking it at face value like we haven't messaged him and had these discussions that you mm. or, or your friend has had the bio says early first looks nothing for sale the name might be rep god in terms of sort of misleading people i would say the name is rep god if you're going to buy from someone called rep god probably be buying reps um, so i don't think that is necessarily misleading people um but like i say potentially the wording could be improved on our side early look might not look like this um take what you you know want from it plan your plan your sneaker calendar here it is kind of thing um but yeah i guess yeah i mean it's valid feedback cool man cool I, like i said I, I just wanted to ask someone directly it's cool but, it's a know, good it's a good question that. it's definitely something people should be more open about Cool man. Alright, cool man. That's me. Awesome. Uh, respect to you, Loco Jimbo, for the um for the question. Right, it's um four minutes to nine. This is Wednesday evening clubhouse um with the panel. I am your co-host Pedro with our special guest Emily Atkins, social media queen from the Soul Supplier. Um 
so far we've been discussing um, her journey with Soul Supplier um, and various facets of um, uh, of what's of of how Soul Supplier um, as a, a business that she works with deal with the culture, deals with um, releases, affiliate marketing, content marketing. And um, now we've just been taking questions from the audience in which if you do have any questions that you'd like to ask Emily, there's a raise hand button at the bottom. Just press that. And even myself, Emily, Emil or Rain will invite you onto the stage in which you can ask your one burning question. And with that said, Amani, we apologize for your long wait in asking your question. Um, I hope you're well. The floor is open for you to ask your one burning question to Emily. Imani, if you're if you're there, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome, no worries. Um, I just wanted to say shout out to the Soul Women because <laughs> I'm loving everything on there at the minute. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. My question would be, um, getting into the sneaker industry as a female, what would be your piece of advice? It's a very very good question. Um, I would say it's still like a pretty unexplored kind of world there's a few companies out there well obviously you've got the retailers who will uh, who are hiring all the time in terms of sole supplier there are very very small also women there's a very small number of businesses who do the same and probably nobody who does it to sort like we've got about 50 people in our in our team 50 full-time members um working from shoreditch and um it's it's kind of rare so i would say pick something that this is just general career advice pick something that you're interested in whether that's content creation whether that's video editing something like that and then when um obviously you can say on a cv or cover letter you love sneakers do something to prove that so whether that's you know creating a nice instagram feed and you'll be surprised people in interviews will be like oh let me see your instagram and just have a look through the content like you don't need to produce the best content but just showing some sort of interest and going like above and beyond to sort of um get involved within either the community or within the industry stuff like that um i would also say um re connect with people on linkedin people a lot of people just accept anyone so um for example you can well reach out to me on linkedin that's absolutely fine and go through people's connections and like see who potentially could be a valuable connection in the future interact with people on linkedin that's that's super super important um and if you don't already or if you're at the age where where you can i personally didn't but i would maybe get a little bit of retail experience as well um some of our best hires with the best product knowledge have come from retail and we're always super confident that product knowledge is very very difficult to teach and it's very difficult to ingrain the passion in someone but we can teach people how to be good marketers we can you know we're happy to happy to take them on and teach them so yeah linkedin head over there i would say <laughs> Hey, so that sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Thanks Thank for you so much. Hey, you're welcome. Um, you're very welcome, Marnie. Um, and now over to Will. Um, thanks for jumping on stage. Um, floor's open to you to ask your burning question to Emily. That's all right. Thank you. Em, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. I'm all right. Thanks. Um, for... Oh, welcome to Clubhouse. This is your first one. It is. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Love it. Love it. Um, so, you know, you mentioned earlier that obviously you work with um, like partners, let's call them. So you yeah. post links for Offspring and for, uh, um, obviously other websites when they drop. Yeah. 
who, let's take Offspring, for example, are completely, or they obviously announced that they're completely against reselling. Yeah, I know. But you, also, but you also work with StockX as well. Yeah. Do yeah. you find that those brands, for example, Offspring or, or another, you know, take Foot Patrol or anyone like that, yeah. Do they do they frown on relationships that you have with StockX or is that something that they just go, you know, it's all part of the business and yeah. just get on? I think uh, the important part is is that we, we do try and cater for all. So, for example, Johnny from XYZ probably, no offence, offspring, big love, um, probably is not going to be interested in, you know, engaging and, and sort of like that. He might it might be easier for him just to buy from StockX, for example, which is fine. It's there for a certain consumer. I think where you know we're we're a publisher and we're working with all these different retailers. I don't think it's necessarily right for a retailer to dictate what we do, and I think it would be wrong to allow ourselves to be in that position. Um, because, for example, with Offspring, which they haven't, and I don't think they ever would turn around and went, "Oh yeah, by the way, if you want to work with us, uh, you can't work with StockX." It would be a bit like, "Oh, like why? Like why are you getting involved in this? It's not you know you can't really dictate how a publisher like what what content we feature necessarily because." With sole supplier, we're not the offspring supplier. <laughs> Even though sometimes, you know, we, we do work closely with them. People might think, oh, you know, it's a super close relationship. You can't work with StockX. Um, but I think it's just it's just so much bigger than that. Like, it's not even necessarily competition because, in a way, the stuff which drops on offspring will sell out and then people can buy it on StockX. It's not exactly like, I know in a weird way they are competing, but they're not really competing because people are buying different sets of product, really um so yeah no they don't they don't have an an issue with it and i think i think that i guess it would be wrong for a retailer to dictate what a partner uh, what a publisher who they work with if that makes sense yeah yeah no that's cool i was just wondering whether or not because maybe they didn't they don't go to the extent of saying you know you can't do that but do they just sort of shut up shop and just yeah, no, you know, stop sending the links as it were. I think no 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 I think I think where the partnerships we have with these retailers it's it's obviously beneficial to them as well because we can showcase certain product um for example like a sale air, I don't know a sale air force at offspring we wouldn't necessarily be able to showcase at StockX. So yeah, I guess like the product pool is different. So yeah, no, they're every everyone and everyone is happy. And at the end of the day, we are all working in one industry and like or people might think I I'm completely anti resale, but without paying resale, unfortunately I am also saving for a house. Um I wouldn't have a lot of pairs that I have today. So I don't, you know, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think it's the, the god of all evil. Um and I and I think offspring do a fabulous job of you know making sure pairs go to people's feet but i also think they do a really good job of understanding that resale does exist and they're not going to be able to i'm sure they won't mind me saying this they're not going to be able to stamp it out completely but they're doing a really good job um so yeah yeah that's cool thank you nice cheers will awesome awesome many thanks to those of you that have um um, were brave to jump onto the stage and ask Emily um, your one burning question. Uh, for those of you that do have a question but are not sure whether you know you want to jump up or not, um, don't be shy. Got the raise hand button at the bottom. Um, just press that, and as I said, um, either myself, Emil, Emily, or Rain will invite you on um, to ask your um, burning question. But um, Emily, I want to tag on to something um that you mentioned um in fact just before then i saw sorry 
I've just seen Jazz flash her mic. I don't know if she wants to say something again. Sorry, uh, yeah, I've got a really basic question. What is your favourite release of this year and your favourite release ever? Emily, don't answer that question yet because that's a question okay. that I'm going to ask. Stealing <laughs> thunder, stealing thunder. This is my show, not your Sorry? This is my in, show. In, in my head, I've changed my answer about five times, so I'll probably have a different answer by the time we get to the end. But we'll save yeah, it. Hold, 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 the, hold, um, hold your thought on that. Sorry about I've that. Of, uh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But uh, yeah, hold, hold, your, hold your thought on that answer because um, we've got a couple of those type of questions at the end. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to um, touch on something that... Um, you mentioned in your last response to Will, and that's um, relationships, which um, you and I and um, the rest of the panel team are very um, familiar with in terms of building relationships and forging relationships with with various brands and platforms. And I just want to pick your brain and find out, um, well, it's two questions. One, how has um, the sole supplier um, been able to forge um, relationships with brand and platforms? And in your opinion, what do you think are the key components to that, to the relationships that you forged? So I think um, obviously a lot of the relationships, so within a business, within a brand, within a retailer, people will have affiliate marketing departments, they'll have digital marketing departments, they'll have e-com, you know, they'll have various bits and bobs and we'll work with the different teams to sort of build the overall relationships it's not just with one team anymore with the, within the business um george back in the day was the one um sort of reaching out um negotiating with them and and you know partnering with these brands but with their affiliate teams nowadays it's very much um we've got the partnership with the affiliate team within the business um they won't necessarily be sort of that high up calling calling the main shots but then the affiliate team will introduce us to their marketing team or their London team or, or something like that. Um, and then we'll meet with them, we'll go for lunch, whatever, you know, if I do a bit of networking, <laughs> um, or we'll speak to them at events, which I'm sure you guys do as well, um, and kind of just build relationships. I think um, the thing is with the sole supply, whether, you know, it's obviously, it's, it's big, um, but I do also hope we come across as like super friendly. Um, you know, we're young, we're fun and, we we speak to brands like we would want to be spoken to so we kind of like get them down on our level uh, you know to start with they might be a bit like oh who are these soul supplier people but as the years have gone on um you know they've really warmed to us and we get on with them really well so i think it's just a case of just being a nice person you know like from the affiliate team they'll introduce us to various people um and just be nice speak to them and help them out as well like of course we're a business and of course you know money is important but it's a case of oh i don't know a retailer's got a collab with xyz um it's raffle only but do you mind doing an article on it absolutely that's fine or you know like a skate store oh do you mind do you mind listing us on our, on your raffle guide of course like it's not all about it's not all about the revenue it is sort of about making sure we network and build relations with everyone within the company not just the affiliate team is what i would say okay i hear that I hear that. Um, local, um, local. Sorry, do you have um? You, I saw you flashing your mic. Do you have a question? Yeah, just a quick question. Um, it's kind of like what Finn said that... earlier. Like, um, <laughs> like this one's a quick one. Like, what's going like 
um, Jazz so asked a question about the next five years, yeah. um, four years of salsa. But um, aside from like sneakers, could you see Soul Supply eventually into other avenues? Um, yeah, so I think we kind of have, in a way, we want to stay diverse because there's uh, obviously sneakers and it does kind of go into like lifestyle and things like that. So we have um, sneakers, we've, we've got the Soul Supplier, we've got the Soul Style, we've got the Soul Stuff, which is like random home bits um, we'll often talk about and make content about. Obviously, we've got the Soul Women's, um, but where our partners are like ASOS and things like that, we're always talking about, um, you know, like, outfits and, and things like that obviously shoes and shoes and fashion goes hand in hand but yeah we're doing a bit of tech but i think our heart will always lie with sneakers because that's kind of who we who we are and where we started if that answers your question <laughs> does that answer your question um jim so say someone just talking to me um yeah no it does perfectly <laughs> no i just I'm just trying to um uh, say this person just threw my thoughts out, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh gosh we, we, we will always diversify if it's yeah. relevant to our audience. So tech, fashion, home stuff, you know, like cool cause bits and bobs and whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, if it's relevant. No, because no, like I said, I'm a long-time follower. Um, I've seen you like, grow and grow and grow and grow. I see that um, beat the million followers <laughs> the other day. So it's just like, um, yeah, what's next for Soul Supply, isn't it? It's yeah, good we... to see, though, that it's, it's British and, you know, it's true yeah, London, London born, London bred. <laughs> Nice, 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 nice. Um, go on, Mitch. Um, fire, shoot away. Yo, so I got kind of a more marketing question again. Like um, Emily, you might know that I'm quite into marketing and stuff like that. So I kind of want to fire um, another one out. Um, and that is, um, as for like views on the website um, compared to like the Facebook group or the Instagram, would you say like your main base is the website or would you say everything's like turned to social media platforms now um obviously because there's so much going on in the facebook group I'm, I'm always like paying attention to that but then also with instagram hitting a million recently that's obviously huge so i just wanted to just work out like what what your main focus is within the soul supplier like do you yeah. focus on the website or the socials more or is it would you say 50 50 so mine is mainly social but I will also help with sort of keeping the website up to date and, and things like that where we work with brands and like the, the releases and release calendars. It's all over the shop right now, but we try and we try and keep it accurate. Um, in terms of like time split, I spend a tiny, tiny proportion of my time in, in the Facebook groups. Uh, most of my time is sort of like setting up ads and uh, social ads and things like that. Social is super important. Don't get me wrong, but people sort of visiting the website through google you guys into marketing you'll know all your seo and things like that and um, we've got a team specifically for that we have a team specifically it's it's basically it's a bigger operation than you think so we've got a team for seo we have a team for product uploading we have a team for uh facebook a separate one for twitter a separate one for instagram we've got a video team um so yeah we're all sort of working on our own channels because it would be absolutely impossible to sort of do everything and my skill set doesn't stretch as far and I definitely am not doing any video editing John if you're in here shout out I'm not sure if he is um <laughs> does a great <laughs> um but yeah it's yeah so my focus primarily is social but in terms of a business is all equally just as important if one of them flops oh we'll hear about it <laughs> hope that answers it yeah yeah no absolutely that's that's kind of like hitting hit right on the head like it was just trying to work out like because obviously you guys do a lot of articles and stuff like that something that i'm super like into connecting with you guys about um i mean i've had a previous chat with you about it but yeah so 
there's there's so many cool things like obviously you guys offer and it was just working out like what is your main like marketing outreach which obviously you've answered there so thank you for that that's all right no worries cool and and just to tag off what um in a way or this is kind of a segue uh, into what mitch has uh, mentioned um you're um familiar with um the, the, the notion of a sleep a sneak and a sneaker launch being um in a way a beginning to the end of telling a story in terms of the whole marketing um speak and yeah. yet it is the crucial part whereby the the buzz is there they, they've built the imagery for the shoes and all of that now it's coming to the launch which can take, I don't know, anything between a fortnight to four weeks. Yeah. Does, yeah. Um, do you or the Soul Supplier uh, feel any pressure to sustain that story, to, like mm-hmm. to sustain um, the hype or the narrative that the brands are looking for in re- up until release day? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it just a matter of, here's the key bits of information, just plug that and <laughs> everyone oh. else just, you know, do whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think... It's so where I will work less on the story and the heritage. We do again another team. Um, we've got loads of content writers as well. Again, in house, none of them are freelance, so they're all all full time, um, and they'll kind of decide amongst themselves. Um, you know what's what's going to be spoken about soon. Um, what should we deep dive in terms of heritage um, and making sure our pages are up to date? Say, for example, you know like. I don't know, Air Max 1's coming up soon. Um, I know many people are excited. Uh, we want to make sure like our old products are sorted, our old articles are sorted before before that point. So where I primarily will focus on the launch, I will also sort of like push out the content um, and promote the content that our content writers will write. We're also partner with brands, so like the, for the VW, um, we're doing some video content around that um, and explaining the heritage and and things like that so it is slightly out of my realm i'm not gonna lie but the video guys and the content guys are all over that stuff but i also think it's good to keep in mind that we want to educate people to an extent but again where the majority of our customers or or users should i say um are not diehard sneakheads they just want to buy a shoe they're probably i know this is kind of bad not interested in what happened 20 years ago with the shoe they just want to wear it and they just and we have to kind of respect that that's that's the case. So we'll put effort into it, definitely. Um, but some people, the general British public, just want to buy stuff, to be really honest with you. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Will, you um, flashed your mic. Did you want to chime in with um, your thoughts or a yeah, question? Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was um... It was just about like over the last couple of years, especially with the pandemic, it was it was sort of like a twofold question. One, have you seen the demographic change at all, yeah. whether it be <laughs> and and as sole supplier, do you actually have to tailor your marketing to what you're seeing? So yeah. you know, do you do you have to yeah, just change it to go with the, the age bracket that you're really targeting? Yeah, I think um, we briefly touched on it, but didn't really deep dive is that each channel will have a slightly different demographic. So Facebook, for the main Facebook group, for example, something will work, um, which, you know, goes really well with the general public. But if I were to post exactly the same shoe in the Facebook groups, which is a lot more niche, everyone's very hardcore. Um, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? This is a roadman shoe or whatever they say. Um, so it is very much a case of 
tailoring the content for sure and we just kind of know it's not really documented anywhere we just kind of know how the audience will react to certain things based on certain channel one thing i would say is in general i mean obviously i won't go on about it because you guys are going to be more than aware over the pandemic everyone was here to make a quick buck whilst everyone was there to make a quick buck and reselling the retailers were desperate to clear their warehouses so they could get stock for the next season so the footlocker at one point put like 100 shoes up 100 not even 100 units like 100 styles if not more for 20 quid a pop and people were just buying for the sake of buying and i think also another thing is that during the pandemic people were buying because there was nothing else and as sad as it sounds like looking back there was nothing else to look forward to i was i don't know about you guys i was buying so much stuff like oh asos is here like woo uh, cheer of my day asos and a takeaway like that was basically it um so as sad as that sounds um so yeah there were definitely sort of more people getting involved but there were also a higher number of people buying an absolute higher volume of stuff for absolutely no reason other than it was cheap uh, and i've gone kind of slightly off that but yes in a nutshell People buy different things on different social channels and we will tailor it, our content, towards that. That's it. I hope that's good. Will, does that um, answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. Thank you. Nice, thanks. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Just one other question um, from myself and it's something I kind of want to tag on from what I think it was Imani, I think that was her name, um, asked and... I mean, obviously, you do what you do very well. And um, as much as um, female recognition <laughs> has um, been belatedly acknowledged uh, within sneaker culture, so you've got other platforms like Sneakers by Women, um, the sister to um, the sole supplier, and other platforms like it. Um, how can women, in your opinion, have more of an impact um, within, the, within the sneaker community and um, what do you think various platforms, brands within the uh, community and industry at large can do to open more doors uh, for women that want to get involved? So I won't touch upon size inclusivity because I think that subject, I believe in it entirely, but I do think it's been spoken about to death. So I'll speak about something else because we've all heard about size inclusivity. Every issue should be made in a full size run, including women's shoes being made available in bigger sizes and it works both ways it's, it's really good for you know it'd be really great if everything was made in smaller sizes right down to size two and a half or however small they want to go um and the other side of the spectrum as well now i think there's a couple of things i think about um sneaker sisterhood are doing a, a, an absolutely amazing job i don't know if anyone in here is from there um but they've got sort of like a community platform they've got their own discord um and things like that one thing i would say is if any females are listening and you want to join the facebook groups join and join in because back in i say back in the day like three years ago when i was you know a few a few years ago i was a female and there was only men and i'm gonna be i'm gonna do a blanket statement here obviously not everyone was like this but men did not some men i won't say all <laughs> did not like a girl a young girl leading Facebook group. They just didn't like it. They didn't like that was winning raffles. People weren't really entering size six, size six and a half back then. So I was winning quite a lot. People didn't like that. Um, it was nasty. People would be mean to me because I was a female and they hated it basically. Um, nowadays, nowadays it's so much better. And I think the answer to that question, I would love more people to, more girls, more females 
to have the confidence to get involved in discussions within Facebook groups. I'd love to see more of that. It's getting better, but you won't be abused. And if they are, kick them out of the group. So don't worry about that. <laughs> You'll be fine. And I think, um, yeah, just participating. In terms of what I think brands could do, um, there was a great, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to poo-poo it. I didn't attend, so I can't speak, but a lot of my friends attended. There was a great women's only shopping event <clears throat> at Nike. Um, I'm sure you guys heard about it. Unfortunately, it was very oversubscribed. Now, I th think if they were to replicate something like that again, make it very clear from the start, stick to the same rules. Hey, girls, you can come in, you know, get your nails done, shop four pairs of dunks. Basically, by the end, they could only buy one, for example, um, and do more shopping events for females only that would be fantastic and i know some men will complain like oh i can't get into this i can't get that but for now whilst the industry is developing let it happen let those shopping events happen let those women exclusive events happen we'll get to a point where girls will feel more included and then at that point again we can start having you know more even more and more events with with all genders involved i think i would say okay I, I appreciate that. Um, appreciate the response. Uh, I'm just thinking, what could we do? Right, I've got a couple of quick fire questions. I'm not sure if Emil or Rain has um, any additional questions, but um, I'll just get my quick fire questions off. And then if um, Emil and Rain, if they want to chime in, um, they're, I guess they're free to do so. Nice. So, um, you're clearly an Air Force, um, Air Force One girl. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite Air Force One shoe? Yeah. And why? Um, it's just like choosing between my children. Um, so <laughs> I would say, uh, oh God, it's, it's tough. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> says that as an answer. I, it's like choosing I'm looking behind children. me like, oh God, which one do I say? I've been deliberating this. Um, so I'm going to say the Kith Air Force One Tokyo is my favourite one in my collection. Um, I ended up very, very spontaneously going to Tokyo with my boyfriend. Um, didn't get the pair there, but now looking back, I'm like, first, it's a special pair because it was only released there. It wasn't even released online. Um, and secondly, just reminds me of that trip, really, and, and the Japanese culture, which I really, really enjoy. Okay, cool. Did you, will you be going for um, the Hawaiian pair that, um, with the, uh, the opening Hawaii? Well... I currently behind me have the Paris pair, the Japan, the Tokyo pair, and the Hawaii pair. The Hawaii <laughs> pair is not worn yet. Um, it's still dead stock, but it's, it's there waiting for me to be worn. Uh, so, yeah, I've already got them. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, second question um, in my uh, round off. Um, what's your all-time favourite shoe and why? Um, again, picking between my children, um, but I'm going to go for... Um, the Serena Williams off-white blazer. Uh, reason why is obviously these three-way collabs are like massive right now as they're being churned out. It's obviously the way forward. Back then, there probably were some three-way collabs, but that was one that I sort of um, always wanted to pick up. Um, and obviously, like Serena Williams, huge on female representation. I think it's absolutely massive for a female to have a collab with arguably the biggest collab of nike right now bar travis potentially um yeah i just think it's a really cool female empowerment shoe nice 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 um jazz um you flashed your mic did you want to did you want to chime oh, in no, okay <laughs> and emil you flashed your mic as well did you want to chime in oh no i was i was just gonna ask like why, why you were stealing jazz's question but now carry on man what no <laughs> way listen 
she was needing my questions. It's not the other way around. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, favorite shoe of twenty twenty one and why? Okay, I'm not gonna say the Travis. I do like it. I do, and the hype was amazing, and it's a really cool shoe. The leather is amazing. Um, I'm gonna say I, I don't know if it's my it, this answer will probably change. I actually don't think the best shoe of 2021 has released yet. I think that's coming, Ooh. and I think it's going to be the white Sakai Vapor Waffle. Personally, personal choice on small feet with some cool socks. That is a banger. However, it's not on the October release calendar either, so I'll probably see that at Christmas when it's raining and they will turn into the Black Sakai. Um, but I will go for, con- not controversial, but a bit out there, New Balance 2002 R uh, Protection Pack, the grey one. Okay. Okay. Not- <laughs> okay, that's very different from uh, you being, um, yeah, I wouldn't have you down as a, a New Balance head. No, I've picked up a few. I got I mean, just because I like the colour and I like what they're doing, um, I've got the Paper Boys and the 2002s and probably some others somewhere. But yeah, I like them. They're really, they're really good and they're super comfy. I think that's that's key as we as we re-enter the post lockdown world. Sweet, 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 sweet. Uh, Mitch, is that you with the question again? Um, I'm just gonna say the protection pack. Those two 2002s are actually sick. Yeah, I need I need them in my life so badly. Yeah. <laughs> The, the way they released was very, very weird. Um, there was, like, next to no hype on day one. By day, like, seven, everyone wanted them. They'd already gone. So you had to be on it. Do you know what? It's an all right shoe. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, the model, the 2002R, yeah. is an amazing model. I, I think it's a brilliant shoe. Mm. The protection pack, for me, it's... Do you know... Um, I think it was Mizuno, this, uh, I forgot the name of the model. Emil did a whole heap of video um, on it. But the one where you can rip out bits of fabric from the shoe. I think it's it's that kind of shoe, um, finished. But yeah. it's not how I would want to take bits of fabric off a shoe, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, I feel that. I mean potentially with like specific outfits it works but there's more colorways coming apparently so maybe people will uh people will come around to it but yeah people have been people have been loving new balance in general and there's a lot more to come so hopefully they'll continue their wave of uh success amen amen and uh, my last quick fire question and i think it's been asked already but i'm gonna ask it again anyway all good What's what's the future? What's the what's the future saying for the soul supplier? Like, is there anything, any future projects, any you know sneak peeks or bits of goss or info you no. can give us in regards to anything on the horizon? I think, um, like I mentioned before, we do. Obviously, we've got long term plans and we've got we've got short term plans. Short term wise, it, it, a lot of it is short term, especially within my role because we're working with brands. We're waiting for them to give us the the product details. Um, a lot of product details aren't coming because they're stuck in the supply chain somewhere around the world. Um, so not too much is going on in terms of product right now. In terms of long term, I mean, I can't sort of say um, not because I don't want to, just because I don't know what's sort of set in stone. But personally, it would be amazing for Soul Supplier to to go global one day. Um, I think that would be really cool. I don't know where. I mean, I would love to set up a HQ in Tokyo <laughs> or somewhere like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know where. I don't know when. But it would re- be really cool as a next stage of growth, I think, to take over the world 
Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. Mr. Mr. George Sullivan, if you're listening, um, <laughs> Emily Atkins is making a claim for um, directorship, opening up a new, a new branch in Tokyo. So <laughs> give her a pay rise. Give her a check. <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome stuff um rain do you have any questions for emily at all yeah just, just one and it's, it's more it's more to, to people who might listen back to this and people in the audience because there's a lot of people who are either new to the trainer game or wanting yeah. to get in it from a, an employment point of view and obviously soul supplier as a, as a company started off very small and and is growing and, and i don't know if people in the group look at the um the careers page but every so often there are these jobs that come up obviously you've gone through that process yeah Advice to people who may be applying for roles at Soul Supplier, whether it be CV, interview, if they're lucky enough to get an interview. There's just more of a thing just to help people through. Obviously, yeah. th there are people who have got their jobs, fine, but there are people who are new coming through that might look to Soul Supplier and think, oh, look, Emily got a job and she's doing quite well there. And I know that person who's doing something well over there. I want to get into it. So what advice could you give or are there any tips to winning over whoever the interview panel are um, <laughs> trying to get a job sure so i would say i would say really deep dive and go the extra mile within the whether it's an industry or the passion so for example like you want to do uh, content creation with video really go the extra miles build your portfolio every spare second you've got do your research go because uh, sometimes we'll put a job out and there'll be hundreds of applicants within the first couple of days and we're sort of looking at people who obviously stand out are the ones who like I say have gone the extra mile within within their realm of work now you definitely it's fine for me to say people in here but obviously a random other people might find this on Spotify you definitely don't need to be a sneakerhead to join the sole supplier or something like that but it, it definitely does I guess give an advantage to show that you're passionate about it. So whether that's going to write your own blog, we don't care if it got one view. It's the case that you've gone out there to write your own blog. You've kept up with the news. Um, you've set up an Instagram page blog kind of thing. Um, or you've done some, I mean, this is back to just marketing. You've done some extra courses like Google offer, Facebook blueprint, they're worth it. Um, you've networked with us on LinkedIn um that's also another good thing and i think one thing i'm really really proud of is that sometimes people will be working in retail and you know they're great i know a lot of great people who work in retail but a lot of people don't want to stay in retail for the rest of their life if you want to stay in retail for the rest of your life that's absolutely fine nothing nothing wrong with that but a lot of people do want to get out and i think soul supplier is a, is a rare one i mentioned it earlier whereby we're happy to hire somebody who has the passion and the product knowledge on the basis that they're a fast learner and we can teach them the marketing side of things. Um, so I guess that's one thing is basically show your passion for not necessarily the company, although that helps, you know, sweetens, sweetens us up if you're following us, um, but show your passion for the product in some way. Be imaginative with it, even if that does mean you're working in retail right now and you'd love to get out. Um, speak about the product and, and things like that within your interview and, and your cover letter. Boom. All right. Sharp and nice. <laughs> like it nice and there you have it um emily before we close out uh, yeah. i have a final question it's something literally i've just fought off the top nice. of my head how would you describe the sole supplier in one word 
that's so hard in one word. It's so it's just I won't say crazy because that's right. I actually just want to say like happy. I know that's really like really weird for me to say. But I'll explain why. So happy is the one word I would do. I go in there and this this is gonna sound so cheesy, but I start work and I look forward to it. I go in, everyone's saying hello together. We'll do a roundup. Who wants to come for lunch? It's just a very happy environment to be part of. And everyone has each other's backs. I don't want to call it a family because that can be quite cheesy. Um, and that actually does put some people off. But it's just a happy vibe. We're, we're happy to be there. We're happy to be speaking to you guys. Um, we're just happy, man. <laughs> nice, nice. I like the answer. I like the answer. <laughs> um, with all of that said, Finally, Emily, if anyone wants to reach out to you, I mean, how, how can they get in touch with you? What was your um, IG handles and all of that contact goodness? Cool. So my Instagram handle is Emily Atkins 96, um, just my name and then 96, which is my birth year. <laughs> and just search Emily Atkins or the Soul Supplier on LinkedIn if anyone wants to connect. Um, drop me a message, like happy to reply at any point. Um, also if anyone's like writing their dissertation on anything sort of like sneaker related or fashion related I've always said because of the help I had through my university dissertation anyone who needs help on that I'm happy to give um yeah thanks for having me guys really really good awesome Emily it's been a joy and a pleasure thank you so much um to those of you that stepped up onto the stage with your one burning question we appreciate you thank you so much to our audience um that have been listening in um uh, we appreciate you as ever. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I have been your co-host, Pedro. Um, we have been the panel. Keep it locked to us on our IG, which is thepanel.online. And with all of that goodness, um, we are out. We are done. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we'll leave the room open for about 10, 15 seconds. For those of you that want to um, swap uh, details or follow on Clubhouse. just one thing Pedro before you close close just maybe a little insight into next week's Clubhouse so obviously I know we've got Emily and that's the guest now but next week we are going to have not one but two trainer authenticators who have worked for two popular authentication services so you'll be able to pose your questions to them I'm not going to give away the names because you might know them, you might not. But they will be here next week um, taking your questions and obviously taking our questions. But I want you to put it out there now so people kind of know and start to think about it. And then obviously it will go onto the socials. Sorry, Pedro. No, it's all good. Um, I'm, I'm done yakking and rabbiting. So, yeah, we are, we are done. I am done. Um, and that's it. Emily, again, thank you. Oh, and thank you. Um, this this conversation will... Uh, will be available on the podcast in the next, I don't know, few days or so, just when um, Emil can work his magic. And, um, yeah, that's it. We'll leave the room open, 10, 15 seconds, and then, um, yeah. Amazing. Thanks for having me, guys, and thanks. Thanks for being there. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Emily. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.